Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Sense. Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> sibling rivalry. That's good. So on today's episode, we sit down with Zoe and Maddie Deutsch. They were awesome. And Deutsch. They were amazing. I mean, we say that about everyone. Imagine if we're like, this one's not that great. Yeah. Like, like we, we didn't really kind of dig this one. <laughs> um, no, I know. We That's love everybody. Case, I was just talking about that today because we, we're going to go do this. Ellen. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, excited about that. It's going to be so fun. I am. But I was saying how fun it is for us to do this because we're literally interested more in people connections and like how everyone at some point gets fucked up <laughs> <laughs> it's you know true. Like, it doesn't matter where you come from what you do like we're all, yeah, fucked, we're all up. fucked up a little and, bit and then out of that comes yeah. someone's you know characteristics mm -hmm. and then their dynamic yeah, as older siblings or and with anyway. Zoe and Maddie, it was because they were they were very candid. Yeah, they were, which was really fun. And they were so cute, but they really they're very different. Yeah, super different. Yeah, they're close in age. 
but very open with each other and how they feel about mm -hmm. each other. Unafraid to sort of say, I don't like this about you or this is what I love about you. And they're still in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, like still, they're so young. They're still like um, evolving. So Zoe, you know, and, and her career is starting to take off. She's just so beautiful and so fun. Mm -hmm. And Maddie is like Smarty. much more in her head. Yeah. So Howie Deutsch, their father, directed a film that I was in. And so I worked with Howie. So I know Howie pretty well. So it was fun to hear the girls talk about their dad from their perspective. Mm -hmm. I know him from a business perspective. So that, that was that was cute. And then of course their mommy is Leah Thompson. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone I think if you're an 80s child, you oh, yeah. knew very well. Oh yeah. Um, Just go watch Back to the Future. She okay. was great on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Anyway, this was fun. It I was loved really it. fun. It was I really it. free and fun. Energetic. Yes. It super was comfortable. Very millennial. Shoes were off. Everyone was nestled into the couches and chairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was very free. Very um, fun. Um, and we'll end with this. Zoe has a sweating problem. Oh, yeah. me too. Well, no, we, we, we connected on that. At the end of this podcast you guys had made you got both you and zoe oh yeah we you just guys had... were sweating your asses off <laughs> <laughs> it's an energetic thing when you're a very it energetic is. person you know it's coming out everywhere very expressive sweat <laughs> <laughs> oh zoe has a new movie called buffalo it just came out this is really exciting this is why we're, we're airing this mm -hmm. quickly we just we really just did them but she produced this movie she's 25 years old you know, I think that it says a lot about who she is as a lover of film and what we have to, to come to see in Zoe. I think she's going to be an incredibly successful woman in this industry. Oh, yeah. So this is really exciting to be 25 and to have accomplished this and to lead uh, this and to get this film. It was mm -hmm. really cool. Well, I was her. a bit green with envy when we were talking about the film that they all together did as a family i think green is kind of your color <laughs> it is <laughs> green with envy just sort of well we're getting close sort of to like, st patrick's it day it films your whole life i love green i just bought <laughs> these green shoes these I buy air force you green. ones i bought all i do is yeah. buy you green for christmas I love every green. year i bought you a green sweater that's one of my favorites yeah. ever do you still have it oh yeah i have it are you I sure wear it. yes i do it's really it i have everything in my I, I mostly i wear green yeah. I like green. It's a great color for you. Green um, and browns, like a nice. Yeah, like a like khaki. A, yeah. I like army green too. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I was army green with Envy <laughs> because they got to do a movie. They all did a movie together with mom, dad, and sisters. I know. And so how fun. fun is that? I want to do that at some point. Anyway. All right. Um, all right. So here is Zoe and Maddie. Deutsch. <laughs> I wish they could have seen what you just did. Enjoy. Oh. I haven't seen so many things that you've done, but I haven't seen any of the things you've done. I know. <laughs> I have. I loved you on Nashville. That was my shit I know, for a Nashville's while. The best. I, I did. I watched every episode so of Nashville. You, so you're she watched I'm lying. But it's funny because we're in the same situation where your parents are in the business and we don't 
participate in each other's careers really no, us meaning too. meaning we don't watch each other's stuff that much we don't talk about it a lot no we're not that invested functions. like we're invested but we're not so invested no, that we there's we other sort of, things well, I, we have to yeah uh, we have the same situation but i've kind of come to, I've, I've started to examine that sometimes for me personally it comes across like i've said things in passing that when i read them later it looks kind of gross i'll be like i've never seen that i don't know what you know like almost mm-hmm. too flippant about it where i in reality i'm actually super proud to be a part of a family of nepotism like i mean it sounds <laughs> silly but i love that we all my family like we all do the same thing and we all can share experiences and talk to each other and get advice and whatever but i also have it's also like i'm not supportive because i we don't sit around friday night and go like all right mom let's watch back to the future but like, you have the same thing that i have which is that people would look at you and immediately be like, oh, you're her daughter. You know, you don't have that because you look different, you know? Oh, she just said you look different. It, no, no, it is a, it is a, right? I, you have hit on something really interesting and you might be like one of the few people in the world that knows and understands that where like even casting directors will say to Zoe, like, you look just like her, which I'm sure when you started had the same. Yeah, but I actually think I don't look anything like my mom. You don't look like mom necessarily, but right. but you, you are, there's a, you embody her. Yeah, there is a little bit of a weird thing because anytime that you're trying to kind of assert yourself as your own actress, you know that that not only is it like, not only is it something people want to talk about, but it's something that they love to talk like they you know they love your mom they love our mom and and so when they see you and they see the similarities they they get excited and you kind of in the beginning of my career it was like okay how do I how do I veer the conversation away from this and just focus on the movie and then as you get older you're sort of like oh fuck it we'll just talk about what what do you want to talk about (laughs) yeah because you love it you know I mean I at this point now it's like I look at my mom and I'm just like oh She's the best. I mean, she's just the best. But I just love that you guys all participated in a creative endeavor together and making that movie. So we we did this movie called The Year of Spectacular Men where I wrote it and our mom directed it. Me and Zoe started it together. Zoe produced it. At the time, we wanted to build a vehicle to do something where no one was giving us the opportunity to do it. At the time, like no one was really saying to our mom who had done a ton of directing a ton of episodic television. No one was saying like, you should direct this movie. And Zoe was really young at the time. No one was saying like, you should produce. And definitely no one was giving me the reins to like write a feature film. So at the time it worked like a really good vehicle for all of us to do something we hadn't gotten a chance to do yet. But for you guys, like everyone's been in the business so long and doing it so hard for so many years and so successfully and at a level, it's like, I understand maybe why it's not quite like the same. (laughs) The pressure would be. Well, what's fun though now, as I said, we don't really talk about the business much, but I do think that what we have which is great is sort of the uh, the bounce off anyway let's go to the beginning let's go to babies when you guys were born first of all where were you born where, where did you grow up in well, the valley Maddie was first right mm-hmm. yep I'm you're the three oldest and a half years older yeah and then uh, when my mom was pregnant with me she came up to Maddie and said I'm gonna have a kid I don't know if it's a girl or a boy and Maddie looked at her with like devil eyes and was like, oh, I know, that's Zoe. And like turned around and walked out the other 
like just knew 100%. So she named me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know how you were conceived? I love that question. I've never asked you that. And I, I have like, no idea, but we know how Zoe was conceived. I'm yeah. a natural disaster baby. Are my, you? My mom was so traumatized from the Northridge earthquake that she had sex with my father. And, and that's how that I was night, born like nine months. That- <laughs> like she yeah. literally <laughs> thinks it was like two days after the Northridge earthquake I, I she was, got pregnant. Oh is, my God. By the way, it was That was crazy. But horrendous. explain that was everything about my personality. Like traumatic. I am a result of a natural disaster like it all adds up no you were great. little do you remember it i do remember it. yeah that must be one of your <clears throat> first memories it is i do remember uh getting taken out of my crib and i do remember sitting in the car and listening to the radio that's so it was so crazy oh my god it was not great for the city of los yeah, angeles yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i'm here because of it guys no this is true <laughs> so when she when she was born were you accepting of your new little sister or were you like fuck this i'm the queen and now my throne is is sort of being taken over and that was the last 28 years no i'm kidding <laughs> oh <laughs> come on dude. no i'm Let's kidding get into it that is no. no i think i think me and you have definitely passed the baton and in our lives as siblings i think we've passed the baton back and forth of like who the focus is guys, on a little growing bit more. up to give you some con like m- Maddie is so good at everything. She's one of those assholes where like she's good at everything. Mm-hmm. And you can I, tell by the bio, it's like writer, psychotic actor, musician. Mm-hmm. I know she's like, like gymnast. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Soleil performer. No, growing up, growing up, I no one knew. I was my name. It was just Maddie's sister and. Maddie was like an, a champion horseback rider, like potentially like, is she going to train for the Olympics or not? Like traveling the world, singing like an accomplished jazz singer, like an amazing, amazing talent and, and an athlete and a person and super engaging and interesting and interested and like good at everything. Mm. And I have no complex about it at all. It's all good <laughs> and I'm fine. And that's what's crazy <laughs> about it. Yeah, and I'm bad those- at ev- I'm literally bad at everything. Like I'm one of those people who like is literally bad at everything. Really? I-, I had to act. What else does one do? I just act like I'm good at shit, but I'm really really bad at all of it so that's, that's sort of the that's the not background. true zoe is a really brilliant person but all of that is probably the <laughs> no you are thing thanks us. thanks you are <laughs> <laughs> i could list the ways but i think probably all of that and being a younger sibling is like the impetus for why you have maybe found success at a like very young age how old are you i would be willing to guess 25 yeah but when were you guys tight from the beginning? Like when you were no. old enough to understand each other's presence, like five and three or six and we four? We fought. We fought a lot. I There's like the story goes that like Zoe came home from the hospital and was there for a week. And I was so excited that she was there. And I was with her every day, like hanging out with her. And then after a week, I went over to my mom and said, okay, when's the baby going home? <laughs> That's the story. I don't obviously remember that. I was like really little. but She's uh, still waiting for the baby to go home. <laughs> right. um, but no, we fought a lot. And then I think we, we stopped. My understanding of it is we were able to get a lot closer when I left home and went to college in New York because I think it was the first time for Zoe that she was able to have both of my parents focus like completely on her. And I, I, I don't know. I think that was good for us. I don't remember us getting close until after I left for college. That's that's pretty much how Oliver and I were. I yeah. mean, we were even clo- later though. We were close. Yeah, but we weren't like. I mean, no. we fought all the time, and it was like yeah. you know. But we, I think, we connected differently when he went to college. I think then after college though is when 
we got closer, but we've never been closer than right now. I feel the I same mean, way. For real. I feel the same way yeah. about our relationship. I mean, we live next door to each other and I'm pretty much the most codependent person in the world. And I also really like you and I, I, I value <laughs> your, your, your opinion and your mind and your, your stuff. Um, but growing, but I, I but, feel like we're close. But growing up ever. though, even in the, in your teen years, you guys weren't even close. As I sisters. think teens were the worst. Well, three and a half years for girls really? is a crazy difference. It is. Hormonally, we're such, we're yeah. totally different human beings. It's gotta be different with boys. Cause I have two boys. I was boys. just going to say that. They're 12. I have, t- I have 12, nine and six. My two boys are the oldest and they are, are homies they are best friends they love each other so much so maybe it's the girl what is your age difference two and a half two two and and three quarters yeah what did you not like about her i say three (laughs) (laughs) about so don't know back in the the day like what was like you saw your younger sister and you're like oh god was it just like typical annoyance stuff like let me just first say this i was an incredibly arrogant kid like i was I had an overabundance of confidence that then being in my 20s has been a nice long slide into humility. For all intents and purposes, I was confident. I felt loved. I was a pretty successful kid. So what that does is then when you become an adult, you're like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like being, you don't want to do well in high school. It means after high school, you're in trouble. So like, <laughs> you, that, hear that, that kids? Kids? you hear that? You hear that? So <laughs> yeah, if you you're struggling, yeah. no, you really. fuck up in fuck high up school. Now. <laughs> I think I was like arrogant. And so I didn't make a ton of, I don't think I made a lot of space. Like I was very focused on whatever my world was. I was super close with my friends and whatever I was doing. I think I, and I'm sure this was my fault, but Zoe was really loud mm. and wanted a lot of attention. And that I'm sure, I'm sure you're shocked to hear that. Me? <laughs> Wait, but you want to know something about me being loud? My mom got my hearing checked. She was like, something's wrong. Something's up. The doctor was like, Leah, I need you to sit down. She was like, what's up? What's the matter? And they're like, your daughter Zoe has supersonic hearing she has the greatest hearing we've ever seen meaning she just has an attention problem like no but i think that it was a result of me not really making space i didn't make a lot of space for you in my life so of course you were gonna talk loud you had to be the loudest try to get attention Mm. so that you were like make space for me make space i think is like sort of what it was i still am struggling with that i get chronic laryngitis which there's nothing wrong with my Right. with this like yeah. I've done so many and it's it obviously is psychosomatic it's obviously mm-hmm. like I still don't feel heard which is wild because I, I am and I it's mm-hmm. like it's a, it's kind of I'm trying to unpack it the older I get and it's like even right now I'm losing my voice like I don't know what wow, is yeah, happening it's, it's super super weird why I, do you feel like you haven't been heard I mean starting even at a younger age just dude because- my earliest memory my earliest memory is driving down Ventura Boulevard you know the the car wash with the hand yeah and my sister (laughs) and my sister and my dad were pointing at a billboard and laughing at it and I was overcome with shame because I couldn't read yet I was little I was a baby I couldn't read so I just laughed with them and pretended like I understood what was going on like I just wanted to understand and fit in and feel like I was a part of feeling like yeah uh, uh, in a constant state on the outside um but yeah, I mean that's wow. I wonder what that is. I wonder where that comes from. From a younger sibling syndrome. Yeah, yeah pretty, it's from pretty being a younger. I feel like. Like. Tell us about your dad. I could tell you a little bit, but let's hear about it from you guys. <laughs> Start with dad first. I still want to know what you didn't like about me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
No, you talk about Howie. You you have a better un- grasp and understanding of explaining our parents. <laughs> I, I well, our parents are both really amazing artists. They are two opposite sides of the spectrum. Our dad, Howie's a director, but he's like your um very self-aware neurotic Jew from New York. Yeah, total mensch. Total mensch. Yeah. And <laughs> then our mom is like Irish, really humble beginnings, like Midwestern uh completely brilliant but like wants everybody to be happy like please be happy please everybody be okay on the other side so I think the culture of our home growing up was very much like the sort of self-awareness and expression on our dad's side of like let's talk about it let's get in there and then on my mom's side while she was very expressive it was a lot of like put your head down move forward don't get bogged down by the details keep going um our both of our parents grew up in the arts but our dad he grew up comfortable whereas our mom also came from a really artistic background but grew up with very little and not a lot of money um and so i think our mom's biggest fear for us as children was that we would lose all perspective and just be totally entitled and spoiled and i'm sure we are both entitled and spoiled in some ways but she was super strong in the house was like i will not raise spoiled kids really like she just didn't want the worst of the worst i think she knew no matter what we grew up in privilege with really advantageous situations we had great educations all that stuff but she was really intense with us about never letting us ever speak in a rude way to somebody or um get out of hand like she was intense but she was very one of the things that i i think is super cool about our mom is that she was so delicate in not squashing our spirits while also like i think being be making sure we were disciplined i think i don't know if, i don't know what that's like as parents you know to, to, to find that balance very of, well said because honestly that's what that's what I try to do because I think you need firm. You need to be there. Need need discipline, and I, I'm like that as well. I mean, my number one thing is be good kids, be polite, look people in the eyes. Do you your know dishes. I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Make your bed. But at the same time, there is you. There's a walking that fine line of not squashing that spirit, not not you know, because sometimes unruliness is not a bad thing, right? I, you know, in my eyes you no, know and i know like i was a, a just an, a total contrarian as a little kid i wanted to say no to everything and she kind of recognized that it wasn't that i was just being a dick it was that i was seeking connection and challenge i wanted like to actually have a conversation with an adult and i quickly learned that if i said no to them then they would have to explain so she like saw that and nurtured it and and was she's such an amazing mother my dad too good guy no I'm kidding he's a great dad too but my mom <laughs> she really is like such an amazing amazing mother i don't know i have no idea how you when don't you fuck guys up. were kids was your mom working a lot or was she more focused on the kids one thing they did do that i thought was great is they would work one on, one off. They would try to not both work at the yeah. same time. Same with our parents. Right. So that like at least one person was in LA and they would also always include us. So we would always go to set and um, they also might, and this must be so hard when you're a mom, but our my mom, at least the way that I remember it and f- my feelings are around it is that she never acted guilty for working. Like, I'm so sorry mommy's leaving. She didn't do that. She would be like, hard work is good. 
Hard work means money. Hard work means you guys get to keep going to the school you're going to, you know? And so it was like we had a positive association. I, that's yeah. my experience of it. I don't know if it's yours. No, I I, I, I definitely feel the same yeah. way. It sounds like since they didn't work at the same time that they were very aware that when they were hands-on, they were so hands-on that when they had to go to work, they were quite happy going going to work that yes. they were that they knew what the balance yeah. was they gave us other things that helped i think stabilize us too like we had literally the same nanny our entire lives so we had somebody in that that was really stable i remember my mom also as an adult she told me that she had asked other actresses and other people who worked in film like what do you do with your kids and one thing they said was give them a baby blanket so they can take the blanket with them when you're on location and so they always have something that feels like home for them so if you're like moving around or it's been scouting experience or, now that i'm uh, single for the first gonna, time in my life I and i when i bring a baby blanket over to uh, you guys house they're like the fuck yeah they're like uh maybe right. we have to so sit down like, and talk worse so he's like so still looking for that stability they're like Literally, <laughs> not joking. Have. Rainbows comes everywhere with yeah. me. <laughs> and rainbows is not small. <laughs> oh my, that is so funny. So you know, funny. I have to say, I don't have one blanket, but I am one. I do bl- bring my blanket and a pillow. Like I do bring <laughs> my home with me. Yeah. What about dad? Because dad's a director and that's a year of your life pretty much from start to finish. It just was such a different time when we were growing up. Like if you worked for the studios and you had a bomb, you didn't work for five years after. It was not like it is now. So he would be fully absorbed in it. Yeah. And then it like got... God forbid, like it didn't do well, then he would be home for a while. So like she could kind of go work. But that movie jail thing, I think then was way more real than it is now. Okay, so now when do you think you guys both got the bug? I mean, Maddie, let's start with you because you you have multiple things that you are involved in. Like you SOS, (laughs) you write, you sing. Or do you write music? Yeah, both. Both. And <laughs> you, I mean, so you're kind of. She cooks, she designs. Yeah, you're kind she, of, you've got, you're, you know, you got your hands in a lot of different areas. Jack of all <laughs> trades, you master got, of You nine. wear a lot of hats. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Shh. Mm. Uh, Zoe, you what were you gonna say, me. Zoe? The only thing she didn't do was act, which is why I did it when she went off to college. So she goes off to college to sing, and I was like, "I'll act because that's all I can do because that's the one thing she doesn't do." And then she comes back from college and starts acting too. <laughs> so when did you start getting or like have the acting bug, Zoe? I feel like my whole life. I think I I similarly came out of the womb like put me in there. Like I was like so, (laughs) literally like we visited one time a set that my dad like a um, it was called the replacements and I there was football movie yeah football movie and I I was like I begged the costume designer to make me a cheerleading outfit because I was like maybe if I have the costume I could just sort of end up in the scene but like you can't have a little kid who's like five years old be like a cheerleader with the like I was just. (laughs) So I so wanted to do it. I was I just loved performing. I loved entertaining. I loved um, making people laugh. Was the best. I'm so grateful that my father made me feel like my import. Like it was never I, I, specifically my dad. Like I would. I mean, I think also there's bad things to this. But when I when I would make him laugh, I felt like the most 
interesting, special person in the world rather than mm. placing my value in my looks, which I think is so often a thing if you are a pretty young girl. Like that was never my, I never felt like that was where my value was was. Play. I don't know. I don't know if that's a bit of a tangent, but anyway, I would make people laugh, and I would be so like, it would make me so happy. Oh god! And then I would make people cry, I and I'd relate. be like, oh, this yes, is also this is very powerful <laughs> manipulative Scorpio shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was. Oh, I can relate I, to that. Though there's wonder, nothing better than making your family laugh. Nothing. Like, absolutely making people nothing. laugh nothing. is like my number one goal in life. I love That's, it so yeah. well, much. You excel at that. Well, but making brother. Kate laugh is like one of the great joys of my life. It really, really is. I know what you mean about going and getting the costume designer to make you an outfit. Like when my mom was shooting Wildcats, she had a daughter in it that was a little bit older than me. Brandy. Brandy. And I, I was like, I was her stand-in. I was like, yeah. anytime I was there, I'll just sit in front of the camera. I just needed to be in it. I watched Same. everything. I observed everything. It was like... My first was word was lipstick in a makeup trailer. My first steps were on set. Like everything, I, I grew up on a set. It's where I feel cozy. It's where I feel at home. It's what I love. But on, to the point of like dressing the part, I only wanted to do things that I was bad at because I'm bad at everything. Like tennis, if I could dress like a tennis player, if I could play the part of a tennis player, if I could like exist in that world and assume that life of the tennis player. or like You would like show up with like, you know, the headband and the arm, <laughs> the whole yes. outfit. Yes, with like the but tennis like balls not in the, Oh no, I couldn't do it, but I was like, I was there, I'm like ready to go. It's genetic. I don't care what anyone says. Like our, all of our grandparents worked in the arts. Like our Grandfather gave Buddy Holly his first music publishing contract. Our grandma started Frank Sinatra's fan club and went on the road with him when she was 13. Our other grandma was the first female disc jockey in America. It's psychotic. Like ever, I'm. I really believe that it's genetic. This stuff gets like passed down, and I think you have an inclination. So I, I always find it weird when people think that it's 100% a choice to then go work in the entertainment business. Like it's. For me, it really feels like it's just sort of part of you. I don't know. I do think that there's validity to what you're yeah, saying. When people always ask, you know, what would you do if you weren't a, a performer or an actor? Or I would. I have no answer. Like, there's mm -hmm. no part of me that ever wanted to be a veterinarian or like mm -hmm. a lawyer or like a doctor. So much school for all those things. But also. <laughs> I mean, what are you fucking crazy? And also, though, like you're you are you're a musician as well, and you're a dancer as well, and you're an actress as well. Like you understand all those things are part and parcel to one thing. They make you a better artist. I also think it's really weird in this business when people go, um, like, but what are you? And you're like, I'm a creative person. I don't know what to tell you. I know I do all these different things, and guess what? I know they make me better. Period. They make me better. You do you know. ever feel like, though, that you need to focus on one to really sort of, or are you good sort of spreading yourself thin with everything that you do? Or do you I even feel like you spread anymore yourself thin? Because I'm a writer. Right. So when I write something, then I understand that all the shit I ever was bad at or didn't do great at all comes into play with that. Because, you know, when I write something, then I know how I want to direct it and I know how I want to score it. I know how I want to music soup it. I know how I want to treat actors. I know... So, but do you ever that. find that when you write something and then you give it to people to read and you get feedback that a lot of the times you're like, why did I ask for feedback? <laughs> Family feedback is hard. <laughs> Have you gotten annihilated ever where it's like, 
sorry, honey. This this is shit. This is. I, think, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I think I know it's trash before they do. Oh, really? So even if I send it to them, I'm like, I know it's fucking trash. They're about to tell me it's fucking trash. Zoe, number two. Have you ever but I know have trash. you ever like read something and had to judge it and say? Eh. She doesn't send it to me or ask for my opinion. That's really? not our dynamic. Uh, she doesn't need. She does not need my validation in the way that I need hers. I every movie I've ever done or auditioned for or anything, I've asked her, begged her to read it, to watch my audition tape, to help me pick the outfit out that I'm gonna wear to the audition or the self tape. What I nail tell, color? I with what you, I FaceTime her at every fitting. I can't make a fucking decision without this goddamn asshole, and she won't send me shit. Do so you no, hold on? But I, do you? You're busy with your own career. Yeah. Fuck you! I would love, I would love for you to care. Do you what feel I do. like <laughs> they're excited they got into the meeting? Hold on, Zoe. You don't Zoe. But hold on, hold on, hold on, Zoe. Do you feel like that you could offer insight? You know, do you yeah. think that if she absolutely gave you a script, not. She, absolutely you, not, absolutely not, you don't know, but do you feel? No, like, I absolutely don't feel like I could. Oh well, so well then. The, there's that, validity then in there's her no not argue, needing my there's validation. There's no argument That's here, great. then. Absolutely, but the We've argument gone is off that the rails. I <laughs> no argument, just feelings. There, it's just feelings. That's, there's no argument. That's, that's right. Oh, <laughs> you just want to be just, yeah, right? Exactly. I just want to pretend for two seconds that. Maybe I'm. I'm. I. So I hold on. She wait a minute. Me. Wait a minute. But I think you might be selling yourself short. That's here not because true at all. I. You. It's I part have of asked the, you specifically. It's part of the neuroses that she took on from her father. She clearly has right. some of dad's. Yeah. I actually am a lot more like my dad. Look like my mom, but and I'm you're a lot, lot more, more like, like my dad. It, yeah. Yeah. You know what they say about like as an actor that you're only as good as the people that you're working with. Right. Right. Well, you make my accent terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right so the truth right. is is that i have to think so hard Sakara. i have to think so hard Sakara. about my accent when i'm right i know when i know I'm doing but, this because, but then let's do another because accent it's because this so british bad. thing is making my head spin like a <laughs> no. top no. on windsor palace <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 i love the english because it, it because you i'm gonna pull it off I'm gonna pull all of these things that are yes. just so wonderful mm. and I can just be like oh it's blasphemy and I don't know why I just said blasphemy <laughs> but I did okay so Sakara. Sakara is an amazing food service yes so so I was one of the first people to actually experience Sakara. Mm. I really liked it it's a food delivery service yes they package the food it comes to your house it makes your life a lot easier how come they haven't sent me anything <laughs> I haven't gotten any Sakara. <laughs> I don't know I think we should ask them oh okay uh, but you can use our code ooh like everybody else that is right, right. our code dot slash sibling that is the code. Yes. But let's talk about what it is. It's organic. Organic. Right. It's ready to eat meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plant-based mm-hmm. ingredients. Yes. Right. They're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, along with the meals. It's not just the meals. They also send you some daily wellness essentials. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like supplements, herbal teas um, to help support the nutrition, mm-hmm. boost yes. results. Uh, oh, they have their best-selling metabolism super powder, which is quite popular. Oh. Um, I'm just going to agree and make noises while you talk. <laughs> uh huh. I just really like it. I love I it. I think it's really good. 
I think it's one of the better ones if you need a food delivery service. And uh, and they keep your points in check, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, points. Well, for me, points. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order. When they go to sakara.com slash sibling or enter sibling at checkout. That's Sakara. S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash sibling to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash sibling. Tap the Rockies. Ollie, you speak to Coors Light. It's my beer. I mean, if, if Oliver Hudson had a flag or a flower Did you just or a food. talk about yourself in the third person? Yeah, Oliver Hudson's beer would be Coors Light. This is where I grew up. I lived in Colorado a lot. I went to school in Colorado. I drank Coors Light. In Colorado? In Colorado. We still drink Coors Light in Colorado. Oh, for sure. I had, a, I had three Coors Light yesterday, actually. You did? Yeah. Three? I had three. Hmm. On the beach. That's I was nice. on the beach. And I like the Blue Mountains. I know it seems crazy, but I actually like looking at the mountains turn blue and knowing that my beer is freezing cold. Wait, is that what they do, yeah. right? So the, so the mountains literally the mountains turn, turn a blue. So, okay, well, let's talk about what... It's a three-step cold process, yes. right? Um, it's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. So it's literally made to chill and their whole thing is like if you want to chill you drink this yeah chilled we are just chill you're the chilliest it's the chilliest chili chili (laughs) and and then if you have chili with your Coors Light it's like quad that's like a Colorado classic oh Oh my god little chili with a chili Coors on the side right totally and then you're listening (laughs) to the red hot chili peppers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like a, co- a real Colorado nineties. Colorado nineties yeah. day, like sitting out been there. I feel like I've been there, right, in an aluminum bucket of ice, Coors Light in there, eating chili, looking at the Rocky oh Mountains. My God, you know what you just reminded me of? Coors. Going to the hot springs, <laughs> cracking open the Coors Light. <laughs> you just remind <laughs> me of going to the hot springs. Have you? Did you remember ever going down oh, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with yeah. like a big tub of oh yeah of there's yeah we the, I mean the, it was more of a cooler sure wasn't really a, the whole a, idea is tub, the whole idea is to create the commercial for your real life and then you're sitting around with your friends it takes too much time just drink it yes. okay fine <laughs> <laughs> just take it from the fridge fine. and drink it <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this you must celebrate responsibly okay absolutely it's it's imperative. The Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you girls were in siblings therapy, what would be the issues you would tackle with each other? Uh, child, I mean, childhood. Because that sets up for everything, right? No, I wouldn't you think say childhood. Now? now. <laughs> Oops. Okay, I guess we need to go. But uh, like, like we're sitting down in a session and it's like, okay, we're here. What, what, what are we talking about? Why are we here for you girls? Why are we in therapy? Go for it. She's looking at me like, can I go for it? I'm really curious what your answer is right now. No, I'm curious what your answer is right now. But I feel like I always answer everything first because I can't first. shut the fuck up. Oldest so why first. don't you answer? Oh, I'm the therapist. I literally can't keep my mouth shut. It's like the worst first, character. Go. Girls, girls, I'm the therapist. Um, <sighs> why don't you go first? Because you're the oldest. Ugh. Okay, Maddie? I think 
I would say I think we have some dynamics maybe that are a little unhealthy, but like baked in. And sometimes I feel like it's a cycle we can't get out of. Like what? Like sometimes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like sometimes I feel that we're either joined completely at the hip and totally involved in each other's lives. And, you know, like we'll be together on a trip and when we're with each other nonstop for two weeks straight and blah, blah, blah. And we're really tight and we're working out our shit and blah, blah. Or we're completely apart. We don't know what's going on with each other. I'm not sharing with you. You're not sharing with me. And then when we do kind of try to bridge the gap, it's, it is like fraught. And I don't know what that is. If I, that would maybe be the first thing I would say when I went into a therapist is that it feels like it's zero or a hundred. And when we try to get the, it to the pendulum to swing to the middle, it's like there it's tense. And I don't know what, what that is. Yeah. Or like, what about the other day when we were at lunch and I was trying to tell, (laughs) And she thinks I keep secrets from her, which is so not true. Like I tell her everything, and but I was. Whoa! I, I tell you fucking everything. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna call bullshit right there. You bullshit. do keep. It. Mm? No. I what don't. are all those memes you post all the time on Instagram about Scorpios keeping secrets from everyone but you? No, that's not true. You do. I don't there's keep plenty secrets. of stuff you don't tell me. See, that's that's not true though. And so I we gotta go to therapy. You think I'm not telling you, but I'm telling you everything. Mm, and we gotta go to therapy. I'm in a transitional time in my life where <laughs> I have I have been I mean I have said it before I've, I'm, a, I'm a very codependent person I'm 25 and I've been in relationships very long-term relation romantic relationships since I was 13 and this is the first time in my life in my adult life that I'm single and so there are um again it's a very transitional time in my life and I was filling in Maddie about something and she sort of I felt like she put a wall up and I was trying to determine what it was. And I think it was because she felt like I hadn't updated her quick enough. Like you felt like I was keeping something from you, but it was the actual opposite. I was trying to fill you in, but you were mad that I hadn't done it earlier. But I was like, it just, then, I, you know, I caught studio the other day. I told you. You know talking about? When there was that spy, the big place spy, where the all rice important <laughs> life events right. happen in the valley Katsuya. at Katsuya. Who paid? We split. we split it. Nice. Yeah. All right, hold on. So what would because you gave yours you gave yours. What about what about Zoe yours for Maddie? Like you're in therapy, what would be the thing that you Yeah, that that, oh, I, that. that well partially I, okay. I, That's I don't she, understand why okay. she thinks I she that I'm I don't know why she thinks that I'm keeping things from her cuz I'm not. And and I It sounds like a matter of trust and sort of level of how you guys hold each other in importance wait but you have that with me too like what you said 10 minutes ago when you were like you don't send me stuff to read there so there it's sort of like there's content that you think i don't want to share with you and there's content i think you don't want to share with me and maybe it's not the same content but there is like a weird thing where we both think we're withholding with each other do you trust your sister with information about your life very much so and do you i don't trust necessarily her... trust that she won't judge it but i do trust that she won't tell other people and do you trust her point of view on things like do you would you want her advice i think it's actually the same thing i do i i do trust that you'll hold space for it but i don't trust that you won't judge it i think that's I, I, you hit because, the nail on the so, head. It is so about what happens judgment. If, so what happens okay, if she does? But that's okay. Right. Why isn't that okay? So what happens because if I she think, does? Because I think I'm going to take a gander here. My therapist would probably be proud of me for this. I think. I'm p- very proud of you. Possibly. <laughs> thank you so much, Oliver. Yeah. I think it's possible that you and I both share this similar thing that it's like if the other person disapproves, 
we must change it. Or mm. if the other person person disapproves, it must be wrong. Or I must adjust. So you don't trust yourself is what you're oh, really saying. I mean, saying. I have huge trust issues with myself. I think right. you do too. Like, so if she... But we hold each other's opinion very high regard. So if we feel like the other person's judging, then it's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Am I supposed to change this? Okay, so then... Okay, so now, oh shit, oh shit, she feels this way. What do you do? Just doesn't call her. I... What's the what's sometimes the I think at that point that's the point where we isolate from each other a little bit. Okay, why? I'm not sure. This is the cycle that I'm talking about. Right. That we get Okay, like, so you're, you 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 a- are sure it's there. There is a reason for it. But I think that when these things are happening and I'm going to probably cut all this out really because it's kind of I mean why? I mean well, because you always it, say that. So here's what I think. We're I gonna think edit that what, the part what, that you said we're gonna we're gonna say when you said we're gonna cut <laughs> out. That's that, only that, part that's we're cutting what we're out. gonna cut out. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> dear sister, the thing is, is that your impulse, you're already assuming something that isn't happening. And, and you're not allowing yourself an opportunity to understand what it is that you're really feeling in terms of what would happen if your sister didn't approve and vice versa. It seems like from what you're saying, it's like, well, you're going if and when I'll just isolate myself. Like, so in your mind, you're already creating, you're creating the pattern. So the question is, it's not about what, how you're going to receive it, but how are you going to change that experience? We're both alpha. And it's very rare for like two siblings, if there's two siblings, for them both to be just to both be big personalities like that. And you guys are too. Am I wrong? But you guys both mm-hmm. seem like I'm probably more alpha than all. No, 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 no. I think we're alpha in different arenas. Right, but that's I, what it is. We, I, I always say, I always say about us, and I get the feeling you just sharing space and being in the same room with you guys. Me and Zoe are sort of worthy adversaries. I get the feeling you guys probably have that as well like one person does not kind of play second fiddle to the other Mm -hmm. this makes it complicated (laughs) when you are both super strong that way and Mm -hmm. i talk about that with you i think it i don't think it makes things easier there's an anxiety attached to when we disagree or disapprove of one another i think like it makes you anxious if you think that i disagree or disapprove for me it makes me anxious if i think but we disagree about all we all the time is that why i'm so anxious i think so (laughs) (laughs) this is great guys thanks for the free salad don't you don't it out (laughs) everything's better now don't you think there's an anxiety behind it there's an anxiety behind everything in my everything i i am uh, i am 100 walking talking anxiety definitely me too we're both really wracked with anxiety why i you want to know how anxious i am one of them bragging about how that's how neurotic no i can brag too anxious i am hey i'm more anxious than you I came out of the womb with this thing called fainting baby disorder. Oh, I read about this with you. No. Where I would hold my breath and make myself pass out. That's so scary. When I felt anxious or uncomfortable and how traumatizing for my mother. Um, uh, But I was, but I had the same thing, but the opposite. I would throw temper tantrums. So we had different outlets. I genuinely do think that not just because it sounds like something I should say, but because I genuinely feel this way and always have that my anxiety has always been my greatest motivator and the thing that has pushed me to have an extremely dedicated work ethic and and 
very ambitious from the get-go because I was just so I had so like I would get out of bed I'm like I gotta get up I'm do-. no one's pushing me or pressuring me or any of the things mm. that you know it was a hundred percent me who wanted to go full steam ahead um see that's crazy I- because my anxiety was the exact opposite my anxiety was detrimental to my forward movement I it fucked me up I mean it still does when I get anxious I just I get in, I get super, I get super tight. Only recently, things are shifting up with me with that. You know, I really like this company. I like this. Uh, my, my number one reason why I like this company is how what they do for giving back. I think that's amazing. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I would recommend Third Love. Um, Third Love is a bra company. They do like half cups, half... They, they do... I mean, they have... I mean, it's like... Every size you could imagine. You go on, you do a whole like fit quiz. And online? Then, yes, you go online and then they kind of encourage you to to go in a direction that they think would support you the best. Mm-hmm. They're giving back. No, they've donated. They've donated. 15 million. Over right. 15 million in bras. Right. They take their gently used and they give them to women in need. My wife did the third love situation. And um, I, I don't know much about bras, you know. Uh, but I do know about support, and um, I emotionally support her while Third Love physically supports her. <laughs> so together, Third Love and I are the perfect support system. Every customer has 60 days. Um, if they don't like it, they can send it back. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash sibling now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sibling for 15% off today. Oh, I just want to travel. Oh, my. I just want to get on that plane and go somewhere so nice. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go away. I want to go away. Away with me. Don't you want to go away? Oh my God, I'd love to go away. When you go away, what what do you take with you? Oh, whatever fits in my away bag, which is a lot. I can fit stacks and stacks of clothing (laughs) and I can strap down these clothes and I can basically take my my entire chest. Yeah, and you know what? It's got that durable exterior. It can withstand... The roughest of baggage mm-hmm. handlers and people just throwing in bags around. So it does come with an interior organization situation. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, uh, a, what is it, a USB so you can charge your shit. Phones, <laughs> earbuds, whatever it is I need to charge need. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. it's a TSA approved combination lock that keeps all your belongings safe. Mm-hmm. So you know they can look at it, but mm, all, uh, all, there's all kinds of different colors as well. Beautiful, muted, yeah, nice but color. nice. I, I love it. Start your risk-free 100. I repeat, 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcase at awaytravel.com/sibling. Okay, that is awaytravel.com. Slash sibling. Right. Now, you want to also say that there's free shipping and returns. Right. So go to awaytravel.com slash sibling and receive your 100-day trial. Go now. Run. Don't walk. 
We kind of went off on this tangent where like you right off the bat wanted to be an actress, clearly. When do you remember when you were like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do? I don't think I have that moment where, you know, I read often so often like these very earnest interviews of people I admire being like, I watched that Katherine Hepburn movie and I said, that's me, I want to do that. You know, like I love Katherine Hepburn, of course. Great, greatest actress of all time. But it was, it was, it was, I, I, I would play Barbies and I would cry when Barbie was down on her luck and the Jeep would break down and Ken just had a Ken cup and no penis. No, um, uh, I, I, no, I really did. I, I, I always, always wanted to do it. Um, but that being said, my grandmother, who I think is like the, um, was my is and always will be like my greatest inspiration my like my hero she was an amazing artist and she would always say to me she was kind of woo woo and kind of wacky and lived in montana and painted all slept all day and painted all night and was Sounds great. She weird shade, you would have loved her. and awesome. she thought oh, i want to be really i want to just get weirder and weirder as i, I get that. older I like half dance like, oh that's yeah that she was, was fucking she wore ki- she wore kitten heels to walk from her house into her art studio in the dead of winter in montana and like three feet of snow she would wear like a like uh, a kitten heel and like Audrey Hepburn kind of black pants oh. and like a calf tan. Oh, so so cool. she was brilliant in so many different ways. But she um, would always say to me as like a young girl, she was like, "I know you want to act, but you're you're gonna it's gonna drive you crazy because you're gonna want to do other things too, and you gotta figure that out. You gotta like keep nurturing these other parts of your personality, these things like and 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 as and I I did as a, I would I loved fabrics and textiles and painting. I was really obsessed with. Um, Zoe's an incredible painter. And, she won't like acknowledge it, but she's like a brilliant painter. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have a painting of hers in my house, and everyone when they walk into my house, they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Like it's powerful. But, Very and also powerful business. Like I really, adm- I so admire you. Honestly, of all the different avenues and different things, and, and as a businesswoman, and as a and people, you know, who have who you and Reese, who like I look at, it and I go, oh, you actually can't. It's exhausting, I'm sure. But you go, okay, like I can do that. I can have a family, and I can make that a huge main focus of my life. But also have a business, and also produce, and also act, and do all these things. And that I, I'm starting to understand more what my grandmother was trying to say to me, which is that you want so much from life and you can have it and you can do it and go out and do it. And, um, and, uh, yeah. No, you were saying that because I was asking you about oh. that one moment in your life. During, probably when the Zach and Cody sweet life, that, <laughs> yeah, that was, probably was probably the moment, right? <laughs> yeah. like, Wait, what? Yeah. Like, My first job was first in the job. Disney oh, channel. Oh, right. Which was, oh, that's, that's right. You I have like, a sweating problem and I'm literally sweating so much right now. Anyway, I I my I was I did my first job was on this Disney Channel show and they would Wait, always how put you old in, were you? I was 14 and I was in a performing arts high school and I was like very cool to be working and whatever and I was so excited and they put you on these tight fucking shirts and I was like oh shit and it's a live audience and a whole thing and so in between li- like the most shameful thing ever in between live tapings it, in front of a giant audience they're like bl- five PAs are blow drying my armpits <laughs> oh my God. while I'm sitting my there. life story but yeah I didn't answer your question anyway I always wanted to act I, I don't know do you have an exact moment well I remember watching Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs the accused and and I just always felt that she was so engaged and so and very powerful that's how I felt about your mom in First Wives Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's, greatest, that's <laughs> that like our part, favorite no, movie. Th- I'm not, I mean. So funny. Th- 
I, I step I I it's the it, I just can't even put into words how important I'm not, I know it seems silly like you know you, I want to have some sort of it's like when people ask me my favorite movie I'm like it's Anchorman like a hundred percent like the things that I really Dude, am like they great. changed my life that's great are like I agree that's I, so I, I, totally I, I, I get that I have a facelift because of the, the because I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's that's so crazy Wow. Oh my God. That is crazy. When did you girls connect? Meaning, like, you well, hated it each other. Like we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I you mean, guys, you guys gonna... hated each other. And then when was it like, oh my God, you are my homegirl for life. And you're not only my sister, but I, I want to talk to you every day. And you're my best oh, friend. Oh, yeah, when we started living next door to each other. When was that? Seven years, six years ago, right? Are you still next door to each other? Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah, oh. we see each other. Every day. I, for, I also, I think when we made a movie together, that was a really cool experience because it was, we got to see each other in our working environment and we also got to act together, which was like one of the great joys of my life personally to hit the ball back and forth with you. I didn't really realize, it, it was really special because we would like be in the middle of the scene and all of a sudden I would turn to you know get out of the shot or whatever and i'd see our dp who operated also he would have like his head in his shirt like this like crying laughing trying not to ruin the take and i would walk out of the room and go to village and everyone in village would just be like staring at the monitor there was some kind of really special special magic that happened when we got to hit the ball back and forth that i did not think would occur because a lot of the time chemistry is weird like that you know it doesn't just because you have a relationship doesn't denote that it's going to appear on screen or on camera. That was really special for me. I felt like I got to know you better as a person by going through that process together. So Maybe was, it was just me. But that was a transition of, of sorts. For me, it was. Well, do you guys have in- the same friends? Like, do you share friends? Mm-hmm. Not, Not really. really. I mean, we, well, we share friends in that, like, last night I came over and I, like, love your friends and they feel like family to me, but. I don't think you have that with my friends. But they're not, you guys don't share like a best mutual friend. No. Or... no, no, no We're no. very lucky in that I still have like the same four best friends from kindergarten and Zoe still has the same like three best friends from like third grade mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have, or that's nice. That is one, one thing. from that, kindergarten no one and ever three says from this middle about LA. People in LA who grow up in LA, it's like you keep those friends. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. Whole I have life. five My whole best life. But no one ever still. talks about that because everyone thinks of LA as being like flitty and like achievement obsessed. And But me and everyone that I know that grew up in the city. Yeah, we're tight. So yeah. tight yeah. with the same people well, for 25 years. So do you, and, oh, well, you live next to each other. So clearly you talk almost every day or is it the kind of thing where you live next to each other but sometimes you'll go two weeks and not have even talked to each other? No, we see each other every day. If I'm in town, if I'm here, and you're here. Are you girls going to work together again? Do you have anything that you're interested in together? Maddie said yes to, I'm, I'm developing a, a scripted podcast and Maddie's writing it with a couple people. Oh, so cool. she's starting the writer's room in a couple weeks. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay, let's do a speed round. Okay, one word to describe each other. You do Maddie. Should we say it at the same time? Yeah, one, two, three. Smart. Fierce. Oh. Ooh, I love what causes the most fights? One, two, three. Clothing. Clothing. <gasps> yeah. Well, she perfect steals. segue. Who has Me and the Ollie better? Too. Who has the better closet to raid? Oh my god, 
Zoe. Zoe. One thousand percent. She well now that she's like a a, a nudie a nudie star, she just gets sent so much shit what do you mean all nu- the time. A nudie. Star? I it feel like it's weird to say movie star, so we say nudie star. Oh, I thought you're it, a nudie star. I did in kindergarten say to everyone because my mom was in movies that I couldn't see. I told everyone in kindergarten that my mom was in adult movies. <laughs> That's and then finally the teacher was like, Leah, I have to talk to you. <laughs> so the kids are going home and telling their That's parents really that bad. you're a porn star. That's funny. <laughs> Who gives better fashion advice? Maddie. I think I do. I I, I think I'm good with like um sort of like the whole picture. Like I'm able to zoom out and be like, have like the vision for the thing and be like, this is I think how you execute. So I when you go to an well. event, if she's at an event, do you be like, I FaceTimed her. I was at a fitting for Vanity Fair or whatever right before this. I FaceTimed her from it and it was a dress that she had picked out for me like a while ago. And I was like, we I have- got it for you. Are you proud of me? Do you love me now, Maddie? <laughs> it is really fun though. We'll sit now because, so, but it is, it is sweet. And this is one thing I'll just say, knowing Zoe as a little kid, it was so sweet. My mom used to just, uh, draw outlines and, and add little tabs and let Zoe make her own paper doll clothes. She would help her sew and make her own Barbie clothes. Like Zoe's always loved fashion. So for me as her older sister, I think it's so sweet and it makes me so happy to see that there's sort of been this like roundabout kind of backdoor entrance to being able to work with really um, Im- important people in fashion because mm-hmm. I know that was always important to her but it's not like you went to school for design or are a designer but you get to we do get all it. this I didn't cool go to school. work I know you guys over there I know you're saying cool because years. there's like an art to it and it's very <laughs> like, special I have to find because I have pictures throughout my life of outfits that I would wear that oh, yeah. I, we've got to find these pictures. I mean, my outfits were out of control, but like out there, like I was like, I I oh, would yeah. wear cowboy boots, a spree, cat suits with Cute. like t- neon. I'm into that with like tight skirt and like a and like a puffy jacket. Oh, like yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the Rio, kind of stuff. My, my little normal. daughter. I don't ever feel good in tight dresses. I feel like, look at me, I'm in a fucking prairie dress and sneakers. Like, I can't, I... <laughs> Zoe really does have this weird thing where her peak aesthetic is just Amish. Like, <laughs> no, or I'll be like, hey, <laughs> she'll be like, turtleneck, bonnet, other bonnet, bonnet in the back, bonnet in the pocket, full, full length. Or like so lawyer. Long, we go, what, like, we, people, people like, want to go to the club Basket. and I like, she's like, holding a back in like a full no, suit and Zoe briefcase. only has two aesthetics, Amish or corporate defense lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more bossy? Oh, Maddie. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna respectfully disagree on oh, that really? and say you though are bossy, a hundred percent bossy. You're also really Only bossy with men. I'm really bossy with men. It's Zoe, scared Zoe, you guys are Zoe, super... you're really bossy across the board. I'm sorry. You guys are. I'm gonna, gonna have to call you out. On bossy this with your boyfriends, wrong. men, or bossy just men boots? in general. All men. All men, men in general. She, like no, I'm you're very bossy, bossy in general. With men and it's not. Period. It's not I'm cute. disagreeing with really? you. Really? I just. It's like a. It's like a. I, yeah, I should work on it. I, man, I, have to, I have to disagree. Okay, who is better at making decisions? Maddie. Me. I'm a, yeah. I'm super indecisive. Yeah, I'm very, very decisive. Very opinionated, but very indecisive, and she's very decisive. Very decisive. Who's the better secret keeper? So Me. Oh, you can't I'm keep a, vault. a secret? I can keep a secret, but she's a fucking Scorpio, so she's just like a, it's under lock and key. Uh, you tell yeah. me something, I will never, ever, ever repeat it. Very I'm kind of secret. like that, too. What about this? Who had... 
who who has more secrets? Clearly, do you think you have more Zoe, secrets, or do you have more based secrets? on your guys's not not between each other? I'm saying just in general. I think I keep secrets even from myself, so maybe yeah, me. I think it's probably. <laughs> I don't even you. know what I've done. <laughs> it's so crazy it's very meta Um, who's messier i i'm messier but i'm actually very clean it's just that maddie is 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 ocd yeah but you're ocd about different stuff so i so i'm technically cleaner but we're ocd about different stuff zoe needs to like touch the doorknob she thinks all her candles are on in her house she'll text me 30 minutes later and go can you go to my house and make sure i didn't burn the house down i thought i left all my candles on (laughs) okay who's more laid back we're both really fucking uptight. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Great. Right. Okay. Who's yeah. better at Instagram captions? It used to. <laughs> okay. So it used to be Maddie, and now it's me. It used to be Maddie. Okay, because Zoe, my Instagram is serious, and Zoe's Instagram is not. I shoot a lot of film, and so I don't try to be also funny with the captions. I'm just posting the film that I shoot. But Zoe is like. Of trying to be funny and likable with all of her captions so it's like t- wait here's the thing look at so she's looking funny. at her instagram now no, i'm like are my make captions sure I'm not funny be late. oliver Sorry. clearly is better at his instagram captions than i am mm-hmm. because he's hilarious but like i go through phases where i'm really like on it in terms of my captions and on it in terms of posting and other times where i'm like i just can't be bothered like I just want to like put the picture out and like do an emoji. I do that. It's very yeah, that's freeing. perfectly fine. It's when you do no that's caps. perfectly I know. fine. Fuck you. I don't give up. You're fuck. allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. I don't give a that. fuck about hashtags. I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm just going to write no cap. Yeah. Well, you Caps. know what that means though? No, no cap means no, no lie. That's what I just found out. What does what? that mean? Like no cap? That means like I'm not lying. That's like a, Is a that, thing. like a new thing. Oh, cool. I don't but, know. That not. could work. Who's funnier? Zoe's going to say herself. <laughs> <laughs> I am funnier than you. No, I am funnier than you. I'm so neurotic. I'm way more apt to approach something in like a, you know, the the Larry David way. Although I will say I just was having a really long conversation with someone about this where I was like, I don't understand. So for me, like people watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and like really love it and enjoy it. And I'm like, for me, it stresses me out because I'm like, that's just dad like freaking out about our dad freaking out about something. (laughs) That's so funny. Right. But so to me, I don't find a neurotic old Jew like hilarious. I find it like, oh, God, this is why I am the way that I am. So I just think it's really interesting that the show appeals to so many people. Mm. Like so many people think he's hilarious, whereas like I watch it and mm. I'm like having a mental breakdown. But it's that Seinfeld model. It's taking the it mundane. It's taking that right, sort of right. thing that you think about every day in life, and he exposes it. Like, why are we doing this? Why is the soup? Like, the why bubble? don't you put a napkin on the table? You got to put the utensils on the napkin. <laughs> okay, um, who's better at following rules? Neither of us. Okay, nobody follows rules. Uh, who wins in a fight? Wow, that's the thing that we no were talking one. about. It's David and Goliath. Lose. It's David and you Goliath. Both lose. Separately, separately, we both we, win. <laughs> but together, we separately, both lose. Separately, we both win. <laughs> separately, we both lose the. No, separately, we, we both, both win. win the fight. Together, we both lose the fight. Yeah, it's like fire with fire with the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So separately, we win. Together, we lose. Yeah, that's the slogan. <laughs> that's our joint autobiography. So I'm moving Love out, it. and we're not going to be living next to each other. And no mas. We're going to take a no. new mas. Uh, um, okay, what advice would you give sisters that go at it a lot, or that sometimes have 
moments where they're, you know, or sisters that are estranged from each other. My so. motto is that my priority, my number one relationship in my life forever, no matter what, is my sister. That's it. So no matter how hard or how mad or how weird things get, like, I'm gone. I need to work through this with you because you are my life partner. No matter what dude or what whatever, like friend, anything, job, whatever, you're the priority and my relationship with you is the priority because that's that. That's so. why we need to go to therapy. <laughs> no, but I mean that. I, I think that it's such a blessing that, you know, no, it's true. that you we, really, you're, we're you get given like a life. Per you get your person. You get your person because I think I, think I heard this maybe you guys were saying this on one of your podcasts where it's like you only one other person knows what it was like to grow up in the house or to grow up with the circumstances surrounding your parents or the texture or the color or the culture of how you grew up in that house so the only the two of you are really going to find certain stuff funny only the two of you are really going to find certain stuff sad like it's that weird specific tether so yeah, I mean, it is, I think it's the most important relationship in my life for sure. But I, the advice that I would give to people who are like really, really fighting is I would say, look at the dynamic with your parents. Like who, what, like, cause if I think sometimes if you remove what's going on with your parents with the two of you, then you can get to it just between you both. But sometimes you don't realize you're locked in like a dynamic that may or may not be healthy with, with the parents and you don't realize it cause it's the way it's always been. But I would say, like, look at that first, and then try to. Cut I that love out. that. That's good. Okay, yeah. we asked. We also asked this to, to every everybody. Um, so this one is the one that makes us not special, but the last one we were special. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that was very yeah exactly yeah yeah okay that uh, was the first that's time the how, ever, how I translate it. No, it's you. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. You're very special. Yeah. That was <laughs> how, wow, 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 wow. Okay, cool. Um, so it's a two-parter. What would you? like to take from your sister to alleviate something from her life and then like something you would alleviate something to that make you would take away and then what wow. and then on the flip side of that what would you want to, to take from her for yourself that you wish you had that's a fascinating question Zoe. I gotta go. Oh, <laughs> he's like I'm late. No, no, it's not that. I, this Dude, is a really, that's really deep. Hard that's a deep question. That's not like a fluffy, cutesy question. No. Yeah, but you can but go fluffy with it. You if can you want. do whatever you want. I would give. I would take from Oliver his ability to be like you know his his like fuck it mentality and you know being like his sense of humor and his self-deprecate his ability to like make people laugh and all that you mean you want that yeah that'd be something that i wish i had right. more of his sort and, of and like i would fuck take it. i would take her sort of fearlessness just sort of you know whatever's in my way i'll plow through it i'll get through it i'll get over it i'll i'll, I'll make it better i I'm, I'm fearless i would take if i could steal something from your playbook i would steal <sighs> your ability to not dwell <clears throat> i mean i think there's some things that's really stick with you and you dwell on them but like for the most part you just have a really amazing ability to be like fuck it next moving on like i don't have the same thing i have to write a movie about everything because i can't stop with the like let's get into all the details and the minutia of i mean it's what makes me who i am but i envy so much the ability to just be like we're just gonna like 
it's another chapter like let's let's continue forward and that i i do not really have that i wish i did and what would and you, i would what take would you, from i can't finish a sentence like i can't construct one sentence of that like i sound I'm like, like i sound so i can't i can't speak in, I, articulate true <laughs> articulate is the word you're looking for wait a minute you love to have the articulation and you know what actually more than that what's deeper than that is i would like to feel worthy of people's time and worthy of people's um, attention in that way I think that if I'm not doing a dog and pony show then people aren't going to pay attention uh, so I either say something funny or flippant or, or or whatever just so that I can or chop it all together I don't and it's super you think about things before you say them in a way that I don't that I'm super envious of I'm very smart I'm, and you're very smart yeah. I just don't string words together in the way no, that you but do you know and what, I wish I did but you know what I think it you know what I think it is and this is the thing that I wish I could alleviate for you or remove is I think there's a core belief that what you think about the world around you like doesn't like that it that it doesn't hold enough weight or as much weight as maybe what somebody else thinks about the world around them. Mm. Like that's why I think you maybe do the dog and pony show because you're like, I want to add accessories to this. I want to decorate it. And I think there's like a fear that if you just delivered really what you thought without ornamentation, without the, the spectacle that it might not be like enough but it it is obviously because you're so so smart and so interested in the world around you ask so many questions you're so curious you want to know all the layers all the things but i think that's what it might be like a core belief that without all this other stuff around it it's not enough i Mm. think probably because i don't feel like i'm enough maybe I think that's kind of a common theme for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I'm raising my <laughs> hand. I think everybody has that. Of course. I'm, I'm I think everybody has yeah, that. I think yeah. it's like so a natural, well, yeah. honestly, a human thing. I mean, you think all the time, like, every who, what person has not gone to therapy who's realized that they feel like they're not enough? Right. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, like, no, for sure. At yeah. some point, whether it's culturally, a society, the community, our parents, we all have this collective thing of like, maybe we're not worth what this is or sure. you know we can then do comes religion which well, we that, didn't that, even talk about oh, <laughs> which is what well, we don't feel like we're we go, not no, what, what, what would you, would you i think i think and this is oh, we talk about this a lot you see people in a really really interesting evolved way and you examine them <laughs> And you sometimes judge them and it's because you judge yourself so harshly. And if I could take one thing away, it would be to not judge yourself so harshly because you're really fucking awesome. Like my favorite person in the world. But you, you, you judge yourself so harshly and also in turn judge other people pretty harshly. And I know you're working on that so much and I'm so proud of you and you, you really, you want to um, alleviate yourself of this and that, that is really cool. I think that's the hardest thing about growing up is like, I was saying to someone the other day, and then I promise I'll shut up. There's like, <laughs> there's like aware, there's awareness, 
and there is willingness and like a river hath runneth through them mm-hmm. like in order to get from the banks of awareness to the banks of willingness That's so like, funny there is a journey like you have to build the bridge across that river and it's like a painful bridge, right? Like, cause you can have all the self-awareness in the world of like, I know I do that thing that's self-destructive. I know I've got this issue. I know I got that thing, but the willingness to do something about it or to change your behavior or to adjust is like a whole other ball of mm-hmm. wax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they're very separate. And I think what stops people is going across from like one to the mm-hmm. other. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm like, I live for a fucking it's, metaphor, kids. It's yeah. good. I, I've gotten that from this. <laughs> live for a <laughs> metaphor. We got a sweater. We got, a sweater. We got the the river. The river. We got it all. So before we leave, what are you guys working on now? Oh God, I, I have all these movies that I've written that I'm trying to get made. So it's just like a is, slog. Is there one in particular that you're just like, one day this shit's going to get done? Uh, I think all of them have are going to have their journey, but I did it. I did adapt that I'm supposed to direct a, a New York Times bestseller. It was a young adult novel called Crank that was like huge when I was in high school. Um, that I is a lot about addiction and I've had a really interesting journey with that growing up around it. And so I feel like I've got a really, uh, a, a glance on it that I think is cool and interesting. So that book is like really beloved. So I feel like if I can get that one off the ground, I think people will be excited about it. Oh, fun. Yeah. Good. And you? Yeah, I have a movie called Buffalo. It's a movie that I produced. Did you shoot it in Buffalo? No, I shot it in Toronto. But I bought all the outfits from thrift stores in Buffalo. Um, And uh, I'm very proud of it. I love it. It's super wacky and wild and high octane. And uh, and I sweat a lot while shooting it because I was wearing polyester suits. And and that's what you want to do. What is it about? Watch it. Logline. How's that for a pitch? Uh, It's about a girl who grows up in Buffalo, New York, which is uh, one of the main jobs in Buffalo. They're all debt collectors. And she was tortured and destroyed by debt collectors growing up. So she became obsessed with money and kind of has all these side hustles. And as a result, one of them goes off the rails. She goes to jail, gets out. The only job she can get is is as a debt collector. So she becomes the thing that destroyed her entire existence to begin with. But she's very like like, brash, super like no bones about it comedy, which I think is fun because I think sometimes people are too afraid to be like it's a comedy like they want to be like cynical and like sardonic about it and I just feel like it's like out there funny love it well thank you girls you guys it was so fun you guys thank you for having us All right, love you guys you're the best this was so fun Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson Oliver Hudson and Sim Sarna supervising producer is Allison Bresnik editor is Josh Windish Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 